Phil King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. In about 15 minutes, Buck, each and every Tuesday, top of hour to Griff, my Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, and also hour to Gator Dave. Gators break down his podcast, heard on all the platforms out there, known to man. Good fella. That's right. Good dude. He'll be with us in hour to Gator Dave. 615 844 5,600, that is the call text option line. It's there for you. I particularly encourage people who don't participate on social media, and that's a good chunk of people out there, and uh, I respect that if that is your preference. And you don't want to hear your voice on the radio. You don't want to be live on the radio. But you would text. That's what I encourage with that number the most. 615-844-5600. On Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it, at Bill is King. And uh, if you do want to email the show, you can go that route. No worries. Bill is King 7 at gmail.com. All, all, lots of fun. Did you see this? In the latest court filing from the ACC regarding the ACC and Florida State and that snit, which is going on, been going on, for the first time there is a... Mention of, hey, why don't we talk about a buyout number to get out of your G-O-R, grant of rights. If you need any type tutoring, that would be where the league owns your media brand rights. You agreed to this. Every member of the ACC 
SEC, Big Ten, Big 12. They agree to the league owning their media rights. Grant of rights. That's your brand which makes your popularity, whatever level that is, sellable out there. Your brand. And the estimation by legal scholars is that Florida State, to get out of the ACC, and that would include your grant of rights buyout and the exit fees that go with it. There's additional fees there in the hundreds of millions. Would cost about, what was the number? $527 million. So let's just round it and say a half billion. That sounds sexier. About a half billion to get out. In the latest court filing, the ACC says if Florida State wishes to regain control of their rights, meaning the rights are no longer owned by the league, they get their rights back to themselves if they want to regain control of the rights before the end of the term, which technically is 2036, long way off. It reads, it could attempt to repurchase them. That's the first mention from the ACC or anybody with power in this argument about, okay, We could get to the table and talk about some numbers here. Let me read that again. If Florida State wishes to regain control of the rights before the end of the term, it could attempt to repurchase them. But having to buy back at a right, which was assigned as not a penalty, it is simply a commercial possibility. They're saying, we're not trying to penalize you. It's a commercial possibility possibility. It's a commercial opportunity. Now, I'm not saying you have to agree with the wording there. They want their money. We know you want out. We want our money. We have legal documentation here, which everybody knows that. Goes on to read, paying a fair price for rights that were previously transferred cannot be a penalty under any reasonable definition of the term. Now, let's also look here at each side. The ACC can afford, if they want to, to play the long game. Now, no, they don't have the power of the SEC or the Big Ten, but they don't have to be in any rush. Florida State doesn't necessarily have to be in a rush, but if you're Florida State, you'd like to get on with it, right? Let's get on with it, get this done, and find our new league affiliation. Find our new league affiliation. And hopefully, with this wording, and maybe they have talked behind the scenes and we don't know about it, that's possible. Not sure I believe that, but it's possible. But maybe... This gets them to the metaphorical table to 
start discussing a number. For example, and again, I am just throwing out very random numbers. Let's say it's a half billion plus. That is the total exit consequence. What if Florida State came to the table and said, what about 250? What if they would pay 250, but you start at 150? I I don't know what the tactic will be here. And again, don't know what would be acceptable to the ACC. That's a number you don't want out there. You do not want anybody to know what you're thinking number-wise. If you're the ACC, you're trying to squeeze the optimum amount out. Now, you're asking, okay, Bill, it's it's penetrating into February right now. Why is this so important? Well, a couple of things. Number one, it's the non-playing portion of the season. I mean, I guess I could come on the air and just pick a team out and say, hey, let's go, let me let me call out their depth chart. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's real sexy today, right? It is sexy, but it's not real sexy today. It's the non-playing portion of the season. But even more importantly, if this were to go down, and again, no idea, I don't think anybody has an idea about a timetable. If you want me to be very vague, I'll say a couple of years, hopefully we get this done. I'd like to see it done before we get through the summer. That's probably me wishing for a 90-yard Hail Mary. That's probably what I would be wishing for. It's the end of the game, you're down six, you got the ball on your own ten, and you only have one play. I need a 90-yard Hail Mary. And again, I'm saying that in reference to getting that done before we get through the summer, before Florida State is in Dublin, Ireland, to take on the rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer. That game. Where a good friend uh, that I've known a long time, Jeep Wade, is the offensive line coach at Georgia Tech. Hope he does well. Don't have a preference in the ball game. Just old family friend from Battleground Academy. Now, he's, he's much younger. Yeah, I knew his dad. But he's the offensive line coach for the rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer. And let me take this further. It's important because could this trigger, if Florida State gets out, what's Clemson doing? Right? I want out, too. I'm Clemson. I want out. What's North Carolina doing? They want out. What's Miami doing? It's very important. If you want a catalyst, yeah, let's use the C word for today on the show. Don't think anything dirty. No, 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 no. Catalyst. If you want a catalyst... You get, you you enjoy the tidal wave, which is schools moving leagues, right? You enjoy that. If you want that exhilaration again, this is your catalyst right here. What is going on with Florida State and the ACC and the most recent court filing, which for the first time 
kind of hints, kind of mentions, kind of says, hey, we can talk money. I'm just paraphrasing. We can talk money. Let's talk some money if you'd like. I'm glad that was in there. Yeah, I'm glad that was in there. And if you're looking for the next catalyst to set off some dominoes, circle that right there. That's it. That is 100% the C word, the catalyst for this to happen. 100%. And, again, I hope it happens sooner than later. Florida State does not want to be in that league. They want to be in the Big Ten or the SEC. I don't think they really care which one. Both are attractive. Geographically, I would think their preference would be the ACC. Uh, Excuse me, would be the SEC. But I think, in their case, it'd be like two supermodels. Let's say you're a single 22-year-old man. And Miss Brazil and Miss Sweden both want to date you. Okay. I'll figure it out, right? (laughs) Now, again, I don't know if both want to date Florida State yet, but they will have a home, one of the other. All right, Buck, when we come back, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Traffic's on the increase already on 24 westbound coming out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, headed towards Nashville. Just watch for some radar in parts of Rutherford and Coffee County this morning. We also saw some earlier over in uh, Wilson County, especially the Mount Julian area. That's already picking up on 40 west as you make your way uh, through Hermitage. It's been a little bit heavy out here this morning. They were working at Reg 40 westbound in Spence Lane. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. Order online today at princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about Skyrizzy, the number 
one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Maybe it's a overreaction on Monday, but I'm going to, moving forward for me, pump the brakes a little bit on Kyle Shanahan. He's got to do it to be included as he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Now, right now, I would say Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches of all time. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNF. His body clock is set to college football and nothing else. It's Bill King. You're listening to The Bill King Show, the only college football radio show proven to make you smarter. Buckle on Tuesdays. Always a pleasure to have Buck here. Buck, we were just talking about Florida State and a recent court filing by the ACC, which for the first time says, basically, if you want to talk money to get out, let's talk some money. But you being over there in the Charlotte area, and certainly you're close to a lot of those schools, all those schools, but Clemson wants out too. Why are they not as vocal? Uh... Maybe because it's just the way Clemson operates. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I think just two different styles and the history with with Clemson being an ACC school for so long, they probably don't want to rock the boat as much, even though they want out as well. Yeah. I, I think that's just that's what I get. I mean, I think you think when those Miami and Florida State schools came in, everybody thought they were going to dominate. Florida State did a nice job in football for a while, but haven't been the cream of the crop until here recently again. And I think Clemson, since they've really started to, you know, accelerate their growth, Dabo becoming the head coach, I don't I don't think they wanted to really uh, do it that way. Uh, that's just kind of my take on the Clemson faithful. So let Florida State do the public dirty work and just kind of <laughs> let the chips fall that way? I, I, I kind of take it that way. I mean, knowing the Clemson fan base and knowing how long they've had the affiliation with the ACC, I think they want to be in a, in a place where they can get paid like all the other schools. But I, I think that's just my take on it, you know, outside of looking in here. Uh, that's kind of how I view that whole, that whole you, you know, and it's funny, before you before we connected, I was looking at the name, image, and likeness information how much that's changed you know how guys can be you know brand themselves personally and through the school now and and i don't i don't have any problem with it at all the only problem that i have is are we gonna they're trying to do things on the backwards 
fashion, and I think it's affecting the chips are falling kind of everywhere. It's not just affecting the transfer portal. It's not just a, it's affecting really everything. And they've got there's a, a couple of different things that they have to kind of solve. Meaning the movement is one. Uh, how they're going to control or how they're going to get you know rein in name, image, and likeness if they can. How's the transfer portal going to change from a timing perspective? I think all of those things need to be in place. But just how they're they're executed, I think, is what's really bothersome. And I think you're starting to see it with schools now trying to figure out, hey, how can I get to a place where we can make some money and not be uh, waiting like the Pac-12 did and, and die a slow death? Jeff in Florala, Alabama says, Bill, I don't know if you've talked to Buck about Travis Kelsey bumping coach Andy Reid I don't think you and I talked about that part Buck you play tight end you've been in like any football player heated situations did he cross the line yeah you can't put your hands on coaches we don't want them to put our hand put their hands on us and I know they have a really great relationship right, right. and I like Kelsey a lot but um if, if any coach had ever bumped me or did that I would be upset and it's kind of it goes the other way uh, I know he was upset but the cooler thing to do is, you know, you can you can yell and cuss and do all of that. But the minute you start bumping people and doing that, you, you cross the line, in my opinion. And I'm sure behind the scenes, you know, Andy tried to say he was off balance and all that crap. They probably talked it out. But, you know, let, let's, hey, look, Travis, as good a player as he is, man, he had some issues when he was at Cincinnati. And not the kind of issues that would not let you play, but the issues of, he 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 was a hothead. Uh, he he will admit it if you watch any of his interviews. So I think he's learned how to calm that down and tame that some. It's, he's using it for his good. That wasn't a good look for him. And in some way, shape, or form, he needs to address it and say, "Hey, look, that was on me. You know, I should never put you know touch my coach because I don't want him doing the same thing to me." And I think that that was squashed. But the thing is, you've got to address you know the things that you are best known for you also sometimes can hurt you. And I think in that instance, Travis will cross the line. Obviously a Hall of Famer, some say best ever. Can you tell his skills have eroded some? It seems like in the regular, you know, it's interesting. It's, It's almost like the LeBron James comparison. In the regular season, I, I think they've started to do things to not, say we're going to just keep using Travis, right? Uh, they want to try to get other people involved. That's why Kadarius Tony was a guy that they were using. They were trying to get other weapons. Rasheed Rice, you knew he was going to be good. I actually called a game when I was there uh, when they played Buffalo earlier this year. The regular season to me for the Chiefs is all about them getting set for the playoffs. And the things that he may have lost maybe a step or two here, what he's made up for it is his ability to, to now be a decoy when he needs to be. Uh, he, he's, I think this year he blocked better or was more of a willing blocker on certain things than I have seen him over the last few years. So I think as you transition, meaning your legs don't allow you to beat those safeties and the linebackers like you used to, you become more physical in the blocking game because in that way you can tire those guys out. He's still a big body at 6'5", 6'6", 250, 255. But he's athletic and agile enough that he can still do things and make plays. 
so I think where he may have lost a step or half a step, he's made up for it and other things that he's doing, the little savvy things that he and Pat Patrick Mahomes both kind of understand together because he, he sees the game as a quarterback. He was a former quarterback. That's why he went to college. Uh, didn't make it as a quarterback and then transitioned to the tight end position. And he sees the game that way. And I think that's the one thing when you read articles about him and you just watch those guys work, even when they're just I, – I, I love for people to just see them work uh, with, with no defender there and just watch them do one-on-one work. It just reminds me of why I knew where Troy was going to throw the ball before I, before he, or he knew where I was going to be before I did sometimes. Because that work that you do individually on air prepares you when the game starts because then you know, okay, I got a sale route, but I'm going to break, I'm going to throttle this down because I see that deep safety kind of hanging over and I don't want to put the quarterback in harm's way and he doesn't want to put me out there. And I think those are the things that him and Mahomes do so well. So whether he's lost the stuff or not, he still knows how to see the game kind of like Patrick does. And that's why he gets really going in the playoffs. And as you can see, <laughs> uh, the hard, he's very hard to stop when it becomes matchup issues as opposed to just the regular season. I saw an interview with, and who was it? It was, uh, oh, Julian Edelman. And he was talking mm-hmm. about back, not that long ago, but when he and Gronk were there in New England, when they would have one-on-one or, or good-on-good, offense-defense, goal line, uh, once-a-week type scrimmage, Gronk mm-hmm. literally would score eight touchdowns. There was nothing anybody oh, yeah. could do. Nobody can stop them. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you see it, it's, it's a domination effect that you don't get to see outside of practice, but everybody on that practice field knows that if Tom wants to throw it to, to, to Gronk at this certain time, generally nobody's going to stop him. Very seldom did you see that when they got in the red zone. If, if Gronk was in a position where they're, they're doing goal line or something where Tom just has to give it up to him, very seldom did they miss on that. And that's kind of how these two guys are. They're, they're just – they'll miss sometimes, and you'll say, oh, okay, well, they were off here a little bit. But generally, when they need a big play in that area, they'll do it, or they have the deceptive play where they go, you know, boomerang motion or whatever they call it, and the guy's wide open just because Gronk – I mean, excuse me, Kelsey plays such a big role in throwing people off that you have to respect that. They do a really nice job of, of, of putting you in, in a bad position no matter what you think, and especially that last drive just executed it to a T. Now, I will say this. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, kind of <laughs> he, he and Jim Wilkes, I don't understand why Wilkes is no longer with the 49ers. I do understand why he's not there, but I don't understand why all the blame was placed on him because that defense – for about four quarters, play really well. Then when you get to overtime, or fourth quarter, that defense was dog-tired, and you could see that. My first thought was, why are you giving the ball back to the uh, to, to Patrick Mahomes the second time? Why, why don't you give it to him first so you can see what's going to happen? Even if your defense is tired, if they score a touchdown, you know you need a touchdown. If they kick a field goal, they, they were in a bad position in that in that fourth quarter going into overtime. 
and it showed itself. And then for him to lose a job like that, Steve Wilkes, excuse me, for him to lose his job uh, as, as a scapegoat, I still don't understand that one at all. Oh, this is a question. Now, L Dog down in Peachtree City, Atlanta area, says, ask Buck, who ends up with more titles? You ready for this one? Kirby Smart or Mahomes? Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Wow. Man. I like what the dogs are doing, but man, it's something about that, that KC and Mahomes right now. I don't know. If I look at it right now, I give the edge to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, although I like the Bulldogs. They put, and it's funny, they keep putting it together every single year, but my, my question for Kirby is, when does he get tired of all this NIL transfer portal, all the things, you know, re-recruiting your guys? Mahomes doesn't have to worry about that. He just has to keep replacing guys, and that's the one thing when Kelsey decides to retire in two or three years or move on, what does that look like for him? But I, I think I'm going to give the edge to Patrick Holmes. Georgia Dog on the Emerald Coast wants to know, have you had a chance or have you scouted in the past Benjamin Urasek, who was the Stanford tight end who transferred to Georgia? He's going to Georgia now. Just a, just a little bit. I don't know the kid very well, but I, I do know from the guys out on, on the West Coast, he's a pretty athletic player. Um, I don't know him well. I want to see him in a position where he's, where he's playing, you know, because practice doesn't really give you the true indication. So, and I say that to say, I knew Oscar Delp was going to be really good right away because it's, it, you know, and I'm hoping that he continues to improve. Now that Brock Bowers is gone and they like to run a lot of 12 personnel, that should be good for the, the guy that's coming in. But I think Oscar Delp now should step up because he's gotten a chance to see it. He doesn't have the same skill set that uh, Brock Bowers does, but he, he just does some things that you could see naturally as a young tight end. He was going to be good. And, and, and that's why I like Georgia a lot because I like how they use their tight ends and I like how they, no matter what guys can do differently, they still use them in the capacity that they should. So I'm really interested in seeing him in a setting where he's playing and, and gets a lot of time and how he develops with Carson Beck. Because to me, you know, if you have really, if you have one really good tight end, that's good. But if you have two guys that can make plays for you, that's always a tight end's best friend. And you can do so many things in the boot game. You know, they can, they can use him in so many different ways, especially the way Georgia runs the football. I mean, you know, your your eyes should get big if you're a tight end and you're getting recruited by Georgia, even if they have four good guys in the room because they play so many that you're going to get an opportunity and you're going to get that because their running game is so strong and it sets up everything in the play in the pass game. But considering Georgia's most recent tight ends are Darnell Washington and Brad Bowers, <laughs> and then Georgia wants to transfer, I assume this kid can go a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but, you know, to think about it, I always look at it like the Eric Gilbert effect, right? That's right. I, I thought Eric yeah. Gilbert was really going to be a, a really good player, but just couldn't do it, couldn't stay on the field. So now I, I want to see it happen. That's why I don't – I mean, you get excited when you see guys and you say, okay, this guy can play or, you know, you, 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 you're told that they can play. But until yeah. they actually do it, you don't know. And so – uh, but in that situation, you're right, man. They they uh, that, that's they're trying to become tight end. You right? 
<laughs> really trying to play guys or give them a chance to make plays in that tight end position. Buck, with Eric Gilbert, his biggest issue is he can't stay out of trouble. It's sad. I know. It's a sad mm. story. And God just God-given ability. Wow. Oh, uh, Bill, I mean, I've heard so many coaches, you know, it, it's it's one of those things you kind of think, hey, man, I'd love to work with the kid. And then I, I talked to a few people that work with him and thought they could reach him, and they just couldn't. They but just no. could not reach him in the sense of helping him understand the talent that he had, the God-given talent. And no matter where he went, it was almost like, remember when Randy Moss, you know, Randy didn't have the issues that he had, but he did early on have some, some troubles. And then when he finally figured it out when he got to, to Marshall, it just clicked. Yeah. I was hoping to see that with Eric Gilbert. And, and and it's a different situation, so I don't want people to say I'm making the comparison between Eric Gilbert and Randy Moss. But But Randy had to learn, and he even said, I had to mature, I had to do some different things. But every coach, everywhere he went, phenomenal athlete can just go. Nobody can stop him in practice. We can't cover him. I think Eric Gilbert was like that, and I was hoping to see him mature and get to that level where he could do some of those things, and we'd be talking about what he did in the past and got the chance to then show the, the, the world what he really could do. Buck, appreciate it, man. See you next week. All right, Bill. Have a good one. Thanks. There he is. Charles Buckle, fantastic. Every Tuesday. We'll take the break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Griff at the top. Good morning. I'm looking at an accident out here in Rutherford County. A vehicle has straddled the uh, concrete divider on 24, mostly eastbounds, affected here at Walden Road. Of course, rubbernecking going on in the westbound lanes. you got all this traffic trying to get out of Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, up through this area right now, headed towards Nashville. But again, it's crawling eastbound as well here on 24 east and west, right at, right at Walden Road. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken has you covered with catering. Check them out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers, folks like me who get the runaround from banks, and he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. 
And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time home buyers. Here's the number, 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599. 859-9599. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans. We talk SEC football. We talk NBA. We talk everything. And we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. happens anywhere in college sports the bill king show will be there to bring you the facts But just to reiterate, early 90s, the SEC invited Florida State. Florida State did not want in. Bobby Bowden made the call. And frankly, I support that. I said it back then. We were doing shows back then, and that was a topic just like it is today. And at the time, for the 90s and the run they were about to be on, it was the right move. You may say, well, today it's not. Well, I don't know if in 1990-91 you're thinking about 2024. You're probably not. That'd be like, that's 30-plus that's years ago, correct? Yeah, that's that's 34 years ago. Let, let's say, what would that be right now? 34 years would be 2058. Do you think you're making decisions today based on 2058? No. You're making decisions today based on the next 10 years. Now, if you're an SEC school, you know where you're going to be long-term, Big Ten, et cetera. Big 12, I feel like they think all that friction from a, a while back has settled down. But this is Bobby Bowden explaining again what went into the decision 30-plus years ago to not – take the SEC's invite. And the conferences were beginning to add teams, 
and we had an invitation from the ACC to join them, and we were the only one they were wanting to join. I mean, they wasn't like us and somebody else. Florida State, we want you in the ACC. Now, at the same time, the Southeastern Conference came to talk to us about joining the SEC. And we had more of our administrative people were ACC background. And, uh, and, and I'll tell you the truth, I've said this before. I, I, was, I was in favor of the ACC. I felt that it was too difficult to win through the SEC to win a national championship. I felt like our best route would be to go through the ACC, and that did prove out to be correct. Because I don't know, I don't know if we could have made it through the SEC. I don't know if we could have made it through the SEC. I don't know if we could have made it through the SEC. When the <laughs> somebody added that, he didn't keep saying that. I don't know where I didn't hear the end of the clip, but yeah, somebody added the repetitive Bobby Bowden there. But it was the right call. Uh, this is not a criticism at all. That was the right call for that time, that place in time. It's going to be interesting to see how all this works out. Fun time, though, man. Griff at the top of the Almighty Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, and Gator Dave also from Gators Breakdown. That is in our two. Josh in Pick Town. Ohio. Hey, Bill. Council Bluffs today, 2 o'clock, 89 Vols <laughs> versus 91, the U. Well, the U and 91 won the national championship. Remember, they won in 83, 87, 89, 91, and 01. That's five in about, what, 18 years. That's pretty wicked. If you want to know what's the closest thing to Alabama's run under Nikki, it'd be that Miami run under various coaches. Miami did that with four head coaches. Snellenberger, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson, and Larry Coker. Four coaches. That's crazy. Crazy. That's cray-cray. But, okay, I think that you would have won that game or the game today at 2 o'clock. That, that Tennessee team was a good team. They had – now, Tennessee had some big-time stars. They had two offensive tackles on that team that went in the top – what? Didn't Antone Davis and Charles McCray both go in the top ten? That would have been the 89 season, but it would have been the spring of 90. I know McCray went in the top 10. I think Davis went there, too. They had Carl Pickens, big-time superstar. Alvin Harper, big-time superstar. And remember, the defense had gotten better. That 89 team went 11-1. and And that team played Arkansas in a bowl game, a very good Arkansas team that had Quinn Grovey at quarterback, Barry Foster at running back. That's when Arkansas was considered still a national brand. A big-time threat back then. Was Ken Hatfield the coach in 89 there? I think so, but but... 
check me there, too. I believe so. Anyways, that Miami team in 91 was deeper. I think that would have been tough. Now, Tennessee had star power to play and dudes to play with Miami any day. And and I know Tennessee fans are going to point back to that 85 season and the 86 Sugar Bowl when Tennessee dominated Miami, which was a colossal upset. But I don't think that would happen again. Not not that team in 91. I think it'd be a good game. I think it would be pointsy. Something like 31-28, the U, today. 2 o'clock. But now Andy Kelly, the quarterback. Pickens, remember, played safety. Also returned kicks and receiver. But they played him at safety, and he was really good. His star position was receiver, but they needed him so bad they put him back there. Played all over the place. Superstar. Superstar player. Carl Pickens. I think the U team was uh, probably a little too loaded, though. All right, we'll get the break. Omni Nashville Hotel. morning. They're still on the scene of this wreck out here in Rutherford County. It's affecting both east and westbound traffic here on I-24 at Walden Road. It looks mostly uh, over in the eastbound lanes, but still there's such heavy traffic right now leaving Murfreesboro, Rutherford County in the westbound lanes headed towards Nashville. Again, a mess out here on 24 east and westbound at Walden Road. It continues to build I-40 as you leave Wilson County through the Mount Juliet area headed towards Nashville. Prince's Hot Chicken, they're hiring at all their locations. Order online today at Prince's HotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. 
Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. you like tackle football? Bill King does. And you can connect with at Bill is King on Twitter or 615-844-5600. That draft must have been the 91 draft. Because Davis and McCray came back for the 90 season. But I need to look up the 91 draft. I'm looking at the 90 draft. Jeff George first to the Colts. Incredible. He may be the most gifted quarterback slash knucklehead ever. Again, now, make sure you understand my category there. Gifted, but total knucklehead Jeff George I mean you talk about arm talent ridiculous Blair Thomas Penn State was next Cortez Kennedy the late Cortez Kennedy God rest his soul I met Tez I met Tez at a uh, party in Memphis at Roy Adams house had a few drinks with him He tried to get me to go to Tunica and go gamble all night. I did not take him up on that offer. Called himself Tez. One of the best D tackles you will ever see, E-word, Cortez Kennedy. Remember talking to him about playing in Seattle those years in Miami. He went to Northwest Mississippi Community College, which is Senatobia, Mississippi, which is just over the Tennessee border. Keith McCants went next. Alabama, remember him? I think we all do. Junior Seau. Yeah, God rest his soul. He went fifth. But, yes, I, I, I was looking at the wrong. I'd forgotten that Davis and McCray came back after that 89 season. And the 90 Tennessee team, which was loaded – and completely underachieved. That that was a national championship roster in 1990. Plenty of dudes to win an Addy, and they lost two and tied two. Absolute underachieving. Topwater assassin over in South Carolina. Bill saw a stat that was regarding... Coaches with nine win seasons. How many nine win seasons? And Debo was in there. Debo Sweeney was in there. Says he was third behind Saban and Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom had more than Debo Sweeney and Saban combined. Dude had a hellacious run. 
Oh, Dr. Tom is a legend. Dr. Tom is an all-time type legend. No question. And not really, if you remember, if you can go back, if you're old enough, Dr. Tom did not fit the head coach stereotype. Intense, right? Uh, very commanding voice. Not, not that they're all screamers. They're not, but, but volatile, right? And not necessarily being critical, but, but it's an intense sport, can be volatile. Dr. Tom was barely audible. He was so soft-spoken. Now think about this. Tough, hard-nosed teams, you think about a head coach who's a tough, hard-nosed guy, but you hear it out of him, right? And he, his, his demeanor reflects it, too. Dr. Tom's demeanor did not reflect that at all. And nobody during that phase played tough guy ball better than Dr. Tom's teams. Nobody. I'm talking about fight you in a phone booth all day and all night. And you won't like the outcome. Yeah, very soft-spoken. Never stomping around. And I'm not saying that's the way everybody ought to act. But never a guy that was marching up and down, screaming at refs, screaming at players. Let me repeat. I'm not saying that some of that isn't good and necessary. But his demeanor was not one where you would think it would filter down to a team just shot full of tough guys. Big, strong, athletic, physical offensive linemen. Big, strong, physical, athletic defensive linemen. Strong, physical, green grass included running backs. Tough quarterbacks. Safeties and linebackers who will get you in the crosshairs and hit you and your body ends up in another area code. That kind of football. Yeah, tough, tough guy. Yeah, Dr. Tom was a absolute legend. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Coming up, top of hour two, the guy that, Make some of you mad. Griff, he'll be with us next. My Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. And then Gator Day from Gators Breakdown will join us as well. I do plan on getting J-Book Thursday. I have not formalized that. I have not completed the task on J-Book Thursday, but I plan on doing that. Remind me today. I won't forget, but, but send me a nice reminder. Hey, Bill, J-Book, get it done, Bill. Yeah, that'll be for Thursday. All right, top of the hour, and then we go to Griff. Omni Nashville Hotel.